What's up, everybody? This is V, a.k.a. Vernon English. Yo, this is one of the coolest podcasts that you've seen. I don't even know. Like, other podcasts are cool. I got to, like, spend some time, like, sit down and listen to what people are saying. I think I was actually going to wait for some headphones before I did such a thing. I don't even know how headphones cost now or, like, reputable because you can go to 7-Eleven and buy some. Shouts out to 7-Eleven. If they ever hear me... I would love to promote you guys. You guys are amazing. You have the best uh, coffee in the morning. Like, that is no cappuccino. I get it. Anyway, uh, this is the Hearing Colors to Kill Sounds podcast. What's up, everyone? I appreciate you guys listening. Hit the subscribe button. Let someone know about the podcast. Uh, You can also find me on Amazon.com, Hearing Colors to Kill Sounds. You can find all three of the book series on Kindle. Uh, You also can find me on Instagram under Lotus, L-O-T-O-U-S-V, as in my first name, and word, W-O-R-D. And uh, what else? Oh, I'm I'm on multi-platforms, you feel me? But yeah, I I love how (laughs) obscure this conversation can be. And uh, it's kind of like what Twitter used to be when it first, 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 first started. And a whole bunch of people are like talking to themselves. <laughs> but see, like, I'm talking to myself and my imagining a room full of people, like a TED talk, and I'm explaining how to write and how I write and how I came up with my story. Ah. You know, speaking of, you know, famous brands and things like this. I was in uh, the beginning uh, stages of it, and uh, I revered it, and I still, actually, you can look up my profile, I'm not going to say what my username is, but I have my profile since probably, what, 2009 and, or 2007, and I probably had a few of them, but uh, you see the progression of conversation and the whole purpose of an app, and how to accentuate or actually... Uh, utilize and, and maximize how you can reach uh, other people uh, across the planet. And one of the things that I was doing uh, when I first first got on that platform and the app, and I was very you know amazed by it. First and foremost, you got 140 characters to write whatever it is that you want to say to a person. And you can't use more than 140 characters unless it gets chopped up. So then, I mean, even by default, and this is some nerd shit right now. (laughs) So bear with me. If you, I mean, if you like my podcast, let somebody know. But I'm going to make this all make sense. So listen, listen. So basically, you have Twitter, right? And, And you have this platform where you're 140 characters. And by default, if you want to send a link, you can't send a link because the link is like a bajillion characters. Like, I don't even know how many plus numbers. So then comes the liberty of shortening uh, whatever it is that you have. And so one of the things that I remember when I first started was uh, tinyurl.com. And I would basically shorten uh, whatever it was that I was viewing if it was a JPEG, if it was something like this, if it was a video, whatever. I would just basically shorten 
the HTML or HTTP uh, hyperlink and then like shortening then like hey guys check out like it was really a, a cool thing uh, to change the language of what it was that I was seeing never done that before and I did do it on like you know different platforms different internet services but it was the first time on an app where a person existed and you didn't necessarily have to follow them to access them or to reach them all you had to do was just send a hyperlink and then at them and I was like what that's amazing and this is before verified accounts before you had to do all the other stuff and you couldn't send a private DM message and all this before all of the advances this is way back when it's a really cool thing to see um, how you know the progression of someone who is like myself average Joe and you could reach anybody you could talk to an architect talk to any of these beings um, if they had a Twitter account and you just like at them and join them in a conversation you could start a conversation and, and that's kind of the difference of speaking in a room by yourself in a cocktail party and standing in the corner just talking to yourself and like hey uh, that movie was crazy hey um I like that song. Hey, um, this juice is good. Like, <laughs> like, it's cool to do that, but also to have that interaction and have this back and forth rhetoric um, or just dialogue in general with people was initially what I saw Twitter to be. And if you are a businessman or anything as far as branding, anything as far as like promoting, like it was like, pfft, super like on 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 like open water and open game um, for anybody to uh, go in uncharted territory now mind you there are a bajillion fake accounts <laughs> a, a bajillion bots and a lot of different profiles that can be bought uh, just so you can have follows and things like this to have people follow your tweets I, I get it the ten thousands and twenty thousands and yes that that has progressed but there are generally people who interact and have um you know genuine followers and people who uh have a conversation and, and that's the part as a writer uh you must 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 be cognizant of and that wasn't around 50 years ago where what i'm about to tell you is important as a, a writer and then in the future it will be important as a writer now you don't have to take notes on how you know you notice things change like that that's one thing an aspect that you understand but the way that people process has changed and so basically getting a newspaper article can be just sent via a link and then the processing of that information can be sent 10 times more faster than just one newspaper article sitting um, in physical copy. And so now just the, the conversation has opened, the comment section has opened. And so people have more of a say of what it is that they're, they're processing. People are fact checking. People are investigators. Like people are actually, you know, 
going through and verifying certain things that once uh, the world has become more complex. It hasn't become smaller. It's become more and infinitely, 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 infinitely more complex. It's the best description I can describe it. And, and as a writer, uh, you process these things and obviously keep the written form and keep the original. And to anybody, and this is completely like not me preachy or anything like this, if you know cursive writing, please continue this craft. Like, it's physical. You, you write with a pen and you draw in cursive in letters that you don't even need. I don't even know where, I, I gotta Wikipedia that to figure out where cursive writing came from. I'm, I'm sure it's like, <laughs> Latin or something like this. But anyway, excuse me. To continue these things uh, is a, a learning process and it comes with some engagement from the app and engagement from that person with that sense of curiosity um, to do, you know, Twitter or to shorten and abbreviate uh, their language. And I know how, you know, these things look uh, from the outside in if somebody wasn't brought up uh, by doing so, um, because I kind of caught in between uh, both of those eras, but uh, I caught the tail end of the millennia just to, you know, see how much uh, this birth of technology has uh, once again further uh, made what we experience that much more intricate, that much more interesting. And, you know, furthering and creating more space for even future generations to further uh, make what it is that we experience and how we express ourselves that much more intricate. And so you can play with this and, and do with whatever your imagination uh, decides, uh, make up any abbreviations, uh, play with the written word. Um, and this is just in one language, as in English, not including all of the other languages that are there. And I was thinking about this as far as the story because obviously, and I have to say this again, this is a writer's room. <laughs> I'm thinking, right, like how I will further um, make uh, certain acronyms and certain things in my story make sense, but I want to make it not only a mystery and certain things that uh, people have to look at it as an index at the end of my book. Um, to try to figure out why it is that I chose to, you know, choose these words that way, or even an anagram, or uh, what's the other term you could use, not just an acronym, but uh, I say anagram, <laughs> basically to have someone investigate something a little bit further. And I, I love how in my story and in the fourth book, I will progress certain things and, and have different characters intersect with one another. But initially, and I talked about this in the last podcast, I wanted this misunderstanding to persist, but then be explained. And that's how I would just, you know, outlay uh, what it is that I wanted to have as a sense of non-conflict, but then conflict. <laughs> you get where I'm going at here? It's to paint both sides and then have the reader being on the, the proverbial fence of uh, a situation uh, in a non-judgmental fashion, but obviously they already uh, will have that sense um, after reading the story or even if they don't or so choose, it's completely up to them. But I'll give an example of, you know, choosing 
uh, between men and women, uh, the conversation of who is right or wrong um, in the general sense of what it is that they're experiencing when there's a case of forgotten memories. How do you choose and how do you delineate who's right or wrong? It's a really uh, varied uh, subject and topic when somebody's saying like, oh, well, how do you even describe something as slavery or something where uh, something has progressed over a whatever amount of time? And, you know, I haven't even decided how to do that part of the backstory, but I had in the first book where this gentleman was having a conversation. And so this one guy, he's basically, um, I believe his name was Onyx, and he's kind of like a firefighter, but uh, in the proverbial nonsensical uh, going in places that people are going the opposite direction of, and uh, literally as in fire, or literally as in um, just uh, conflicts, and going into and with a sense of resolution or, or how to resolve something with a, with a said solution. And um, he basically is having a conversation with this other gentleman who I name as a Manfred or M-A-N-F-R-U-I-D-S as to what they are instead of just saying men. But the basic conversation and understanding was that this gentleman thought that this woman belonged to him and there was nobody to tell him otherwise. Like <laughs> even in a society of refugees and bandits, um, it is what he was proposing was of a foreign nature. The concept itself was a foreign nature um, to these people who were experiencing all these traumatic experiences all at once. And so the reasoning saying is that he, and these are both men, like having this conversation and it's like, how is this even possible to say another entity or another soul uh, belongs to you in any way, shape or form to people who have forgotten their memories? It's just one person <laughs> amongst one person. And then he even goes as to go further and say, even if it was more to decide such a thing, and that number outweighed myself, how would I or you even prove that these things are even true? And so to have this sense of conflict between men and women, and, and I painted that picture in the first book along with uh, another character, which was the Band of the Crow, or Crow. And as a strong men character, excuse me, male character, I also wanted a strong female character uh, juxtaposed uh, next to one another to give a sense of dynamic and not play off into stereotypes and not play off into, you know, the quintessential thing that uh, readers or writers uh, feel comfortable with uh, portraying. Now, obviously I'm a male, so uh, my male voice uh, is portraying these things in a lighter uh, fashion of dialogue and describing a woman and describing a male, but it's not so much as in just the usual misunderstanding of conversations. It goes deeper, it asks questions, it's a very uh, innocent-like, but a very uh, introspective, like I'm saying, fashion of looking into these things. And so in the fourth book, I had the Band of the Crow, and I was describing this in the dynamic of how, you know, her camp operates and these are like 
well over 60,000 men. And obviously, 60,000 men operating in a fashion of uh, it takes a very strong person to understand uh, just 100 men. <laughs> to understand 60,000 men where there's multiple personalities, there's all kind of energy running through um, the entire ranks of the camps. And, and these are unrefined men, men who are what our standards would be uh, barbarian-like. These men uh, operate in a fashion that they, they're one step away from being like wolves and, and operating and, you know, countering, uh, moving and communicating in a fashion through, you know, saying just developed uh, like overnight and, and, you know, operate with that sense of timing. And, and it's something to be revered uh, just as far as how she does it. And this is a woman doing this and, you know, handling these things and looking at the field of things, uh, the way old uh, generals or old uh, men <laughs> look at the playing field and, you know, looking into her moving environment and understanding um, the dynamics and who it is that she's interacting with. And just overall showing the genius of the way that women uh, can think versus both men and women can think. Just how me people can think. <laughs> I kind of, you want to get to accentuate that. And as a writer, you, you often want to and hope to emulate that in some way, shape, or, form, or fashion so that people identify with it a little bit better. So... I'll end with this and then continue this on the next fashion and then I'll have, you know, some treats later where I actually, you know, showcase and write and tell you what it is um, and, and actually give a little tidbit. But no, this is a non-disclosure agreement. You can't like share. You can't share it with somebody. Else. Thanks for listening. Uh, hit the subscribe button. Let someone know about hearing Colors to Kill sounds. Thank you so much. This is V aka Vernon English. Peace, peace.